This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Oh my God, it's made my week. <gasps> Katja. <laughs> You're trying to get me. I think you should tell the listeners what you just told me because then you're probably going to get a lot of people sliding in your DMs. I mean, oh my God, a- should I do cameo? I'm going to need cameo if I do that. Remember, um, we quit. Like, that was not a good idea I know, for we us. Quit. Yeah, we, we quit cameo. Um, I was just telling Kelly a story that I got a DM. Wait, let me just give a shout out if i'm going to tell the story lord i wasn't prepared Here comes i know susan, susan i'm like why do you do this to yourself literally just nikki nikki okay. our listener nikki hey slid nikki. into my dms with, um and she had seen a story that was it was a like a oh it was like a burrito being rolled at um chipotle you know they stuff them so and it said it feels um, sexual, but I don't feel like it. you mean it's it to not be sexual, sexual, but something well, the about the way you're sex- telling like, it feels sexual. Well, have you ever, I mean, it would like, they do stuff these burritos, but Stuffing anyway, it says when burrito. the odds are stacked okay. against you, just remember dot, dot, dot. And she was like, this makes me think about casual. Wait, say the line so again, because I, I think I talked over you. Um, When the odds are stacked against you, just remember (laughs) dot, dot, dot. And she said, this reminds me of act casual. I love listening to you and Kelly or something like that. So I just, I responded, I sent her a voice note and I just wrote, I just said, act casual. And she's like, oh my God, this made my week. So that said he felt douchey because. Telling the story, but it actually made my day. So I don't care. Right. And you have to just, I feel like you have to embrace it a little more because you get like this too when people stop you in public and you're like, oh my God, I feel so, like, I'm so nervous or whatever. <laughs> lean uh, in. The people love you. Lean in. <laughs> lean in. I mean, Chip is back in Canada. I mean, literally, are you moving there? Like what's happening? I mean, here? I might as well get dual citizenship. I should figure Sounds out, like I should look up how to apply for it. I can't believe they let you in. I feel like Canada is so strict on the COVID. Well, I mean... It is, I mean, it is really strict. So I'm in the Ontario province. I'm in Niagara Falls and they are on lockdown again. And uh, we're shooting Canada's Got Talent. And I think Lindsay and I might be the only people staying in this hotel. It is so weird. Like really? there's no front desk workers. The front door locks. 
at yeah. 10 30 we're not allowed to leave or we can't get back in um they um there's only two days a week that you can request to have your room cleaned so like mm-hmm. when we got here i've got like five bars of soap tons of shampoo lots of trash bags like i can put trash outside of my door and some magical fairy picks it up during the day. But like, it's weird. Like I I haven't seen another person at the elevator, near the elevator, in the elevator. It's, and there's, there's 32 floors in this hotel. It's a big hotel. Dang. You're like, what's that movie with Macaulay Culkin where he like lives home alone. Oh, what? Is that it? I I feel like there's like some movie with a kid who lives in a hotel If you guys know and you're listening, please email us because or DM me, whatever, because I cannot remember. There is like Richie Rich or did I make this up? Um, no, I feel like should I write this movie about Chip um, who lives in a Canadian hotel? A young boy finds a an orangutan in a hotel. That's called Dustin checks in. I've never seen that. Where did you find that? I I just just Googled okay. I just Googled movie kid lives in hotel. Wow. Um, there's the Florida project. Um, we don't, I don't think we really yeah. have to find this. One of our listeners will, will know way more than we do about this movie. So yes. somebody please let us know what it is. Um, we are here speaking of the listeners. The reason I wanted to tell you that story is because obviously we're here this week to do listener emails. So it uh, is yeah, that's relevant. A really, it's relevant. Hello. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And if anyone else wants a voice note from Chip, just DM him and ask. <laughs> They're free now that we're not on Cameo. Do you know that I did not know that Instagram does voice notes and I got one this week from another listener actually and uh well she was a she's a listener but she also was at the conference I went to but mm-hmm. we never crossed paths and so she was like oh my god you're you were at this conference too and she sent me all this voice note about like her experience I was like oh my god you can do that <laughs> well I this is the first time I've ever done it and I will warn you that you know on your iPhone if you want to do a voice note you can listen to it before it sends oh I never this one that. when you stop recording it just goes yeah, so you better so, be you better be you better make sure you're saying what you want to say. <laughs> wow. Um, you, know, you can also call people. I had a missed call on my Instagram from my what? friends. Yeah, you can oh my do God. phone so calls. So if anyone wants Instagram. to talk to Chip, you guys should just call him on Instagram. <laughs> I think we I think you have to be following each other. Oh, each other. Yeah, I think you both okay. have to follow each other. Yeah. I'm just trying to flood your DMs with weird stuff. Yeah. I mean, try <laughs> calling me. I, you never know, I might answer. At casual. At casual. Um, anyway, let's get to business here because we actually Let's have a lot it. to get through. I told you guys when we were doing the sex and dating podcast, I had posted two, two questions on my Instagram and Chip and I only got through the first one because we got so many DMs from you guys. It's amazing. And it was so great. Everyone loved that podcast. Chip, that was for you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Do I have a co-host today? Does anyone know? No, Where is you he? Know what? I'm right here. I'm just in Canada. There's a delay. There's a delay. Mm-hmm. Had, you're, you're, see, you're, you're, what you said got stopped at the border. For a COVID oh, check. COVID check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just had to run a little rapid Sorry. test real quick. Sorry. Will you repeat what you said? Okay. Okay. We're human. He's We're probably human on Dropbox people. again. Um, oh. I don't. Oh, I said a lot of people loved that sex and dating podcast. I got so much feedback from you guys of just some of the stuff resonating with you or encouragement to me or um, just some of the topics. I think a lot of people really feel vulnerable around the topic of new beginnings around sex and dating. It's like the universal thing, like we said on that podcast. Well, I mean, look, I think that sex and dating is always, it always has like fear attached to it in some way. You know, there's always something to worry about. It's vulnerable. And 
the like the the doing it again for the first time i think mm-hmm. is magnified so that's probably yeah, why it really the, resonated the older you get that's it for oh, me. Yeah. Like, do you remember when you were in your 20s and you broke up with somebody? You're like, fuck it. Here you're I like, got a been. new boyfriend the next day. Yeah, it's like, let's go see what's out there. And it was kind of almost exciting sometimes where now it's just, it's hard and it's sad. And if you're an adult or like doing any sort of self-reflection and you're kind of repeating bad patterns in relationships, it's like that thing that I've vented about where I'm just like, you gotta gotta stop for a second and look back and be like, why am I repeating these patterns or what did I bump up against with myself in this relationship or, you know, like what you did, like what you didn't like all of those things, you start asking yourself those questions. So it's just a little more serious. Well, it's definitely more serious. And I think like, because we know ourselves better as we age, like we know what we don't like we about other people. We know what we don't like about ourselves. Like there's all of those things come into play. So, I mean, remember when you were like a kid, you'd be like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not going with Robert anymore. I'm going with John. You know, like it literally it going out. What did y'all call going it? out? I think we said going with. Who are you going with? This feels very Canadian of you. I don't know why. Talking um, to who are you talking to? Who, oh, talking to that was a little older for me. I remember I had a boyfriend in fifth grade. I probably like spoke to him three times in the hall. <laughs> like it was like that, you know. Like, yeah. You were actually you, he passed you a note. Will you go out with me? Yes. And yes. And, and then like you're group even of, old enough to go out. Right. Like, like, where are you going? Right. Is your mom driving <laughs> you? Because yeah, math today. But you no, know, like the group of guys would go some, like to the movies and the group of girls would meet them. And I was like going out with right. his name's Morgan. <laughs> Did you give a hand job? No. Oh, my God. I was so innocent. No, <laughs> it wasn't you. Okay? I remember a guy fingered a girl in, in my, when we were in high school on her period and everyone talked That's, about it. Well, okay. First of all, because that's talk aboutable. Like it's like I know. that's going to be your first experience being fingered on your period. <laughs> I mean, look, kind of if you're on your period this? and you're at the movies, like oh my, and it's your God. only time to go out with Johnny, you gotta just do it. Are you Johnny? Is that the no, twist of the story? No. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. never know with you. You know. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not Johnny. Okay. I could say the person's name, but I'm just small. He's a cop now, so I don't need to get arrested. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We got to go. Anyway. <laughs> We're acting way too casual right now. Um, yeah. Anyway, I want to get to the second question, and then we have some listener emails I want to get to as well. But the second question that I put on my Instagram was, what do you want to know from us about starting over in sex and dating? And so I picked the top questions. And I am going to read them now. <laughs> okay. Wait, your new microphone setup is pretty dope. Thank you. You should see Kelly right now. She looks like she's in a professional look, recording studio, like a ex- radio studio. Except for my face. I look terrible. Yeah. yeah. So you guys aren't going to see her next week. No, I'm probably not going to post schedule. this video. I didn't have time to do anything with myself before this. Just but. cover everything with the microphone. Yeah, I'm just like... <laughs> Maybe I have to post this video now so you can see how I'm sitting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this comes from Janine. She says, when should milestones happen? I.e. saying, I love you, wanting to move in and talk about engagement. Hmm. Um, from the two single people. We'll yeah. t- let us tell you. <laughs> I mean, my opinion on it is that you should do it when you really feel like you want to talk about it. Like. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, It's. 
it's like I don't think there should be rules for these sorts of things. Like mm-hmm. I believe that I believe in love at first sight. I don't know that it's like the best approach to be like, oh my god, the second you walked in, I fell in love with you. Right. But I think that like if I think it's possible to like go home and be like, holy shit, this is the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with. And, um, and then you just have to, like, I think you have to say it when you feel like it's the right time. Um, and I don't know that there's a magic answer for that. I think you just have to trust your gut on it and you have to be willing for them not, um, to reciprocate. I, I saw a meme, um, the other day. I don't know if you sent it to me, Kelly, if I just saw it, but it said, um, someone asked like, what's a good way to respond to somebody yeah. that tells you that they love you and you, you're not there yet. And the response was, hey, we're reading the same book. I'm just not to that chapter yet. Oh, that's good. I didn't I loved that, it. But that's I really was like, good. Yeah, I love that. So I think it's important to follow your gut and do it when you think um, is the right time. And I think talking about engagement, like you can, there's so many different levels of that. It's like asking someone to marry you is one thing, but to be like, hey, like, I like you. I'll see a future I can see engagement in our future. Like, I think it's, that's fair to talk about when you just feel like it and it doesn't have to be a pressure situation. Yeah. The engagement part, I do believe becomes a conversation between the two of you about, yes, like what you just said, I am feeling this. This is the way I see this, this relationship going. Are you on the same page even? And like, what do you, what's the timeline for you look like? Right. Um, and just getting on the same page. The I love you thing. I love that response. I think that's good because I think there's so many other factors too. Like, I mean, you said you believe in love, love at first sight, but I don't think you can fall in love with somebody. I think you can have a connection. This is my opinion. Right. Um, the other parts feel like lust or excitement or I've read a bunch of stuff about just the hormones that can happen at the beginning of a relationship. I think it's like the first three months or something. And so real love comes into play when you actually start experiencing real life together. And um, I think that a lot of factors can happen, like how quickly they moved into this relationship for their last relationship or just where they are in their life can even play into this or what their last relationship experience was. Like if it was a terrible breakup, someone might be a little more hesitant and it doesn't mean they don't have the feelings, but they could be fearful or scared. So I just think it's like you said, you have to, follow your own gut and just own your own truth and just be willing to put yourself out there, you know, without it necessarily being reciprocated back. Right. Well, And I also, yeah. And I also think too, it's like, it might not feel really good in the moment if someone doesn't reciprocate, but if it's not going to work out, it's better to know sooner than later. Um, And I, like, I, I agree with you on the love at first sight thing. I think, in hindsight, you can look back and be like, I knew that. Mm-hmm. But what you're feeling that first night probably isn't true love. But like, it all becomes one thing. And you can look back on your first date and be like, the second you walked in that bar, I knew you were the one. Like, I oh, just yeah. You I know? And that that is love at first sight. It's just, you haven't gotten the true love yet. So mm-hmm. Love evolves too. Totally. Like, I think you have this, the first time you say, I love you, you're still like butterflies and all the stuff. And it's like, 
But you can fall deeper in love with people too as you grow and evolve together. So I think it's just the love transitions into something kind of different. The move-in thing, that's also, it's a very, I don't know. I've done it where I've done that too fast and that was too intense. Um, And then I've done it where I should have done it quicker and that kind of inhibited the relationship and there was a lack of security because of that. Well, there's also other factors. Like if you live in a really expensive city where it makes sense to sort of combine expenses, mm-hmm. um, you might make that move sooner than later too. Um, I, I do think that like it can cause pro- like problems. That's but when I you also, really see somebody's shit. I, yes, but it also can teach you if, this is the person that you can spend time with, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it can, it, those problems can work both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're spending the night at someone's house every fucking night, like you might as well save some money on rent. Well, and I'll say too, as a girl, it is a pain in the ass to be spending so much time at someone's house and not have your shit. Like we need stuff. We need a blow dryer. Right. We need, you know, and so, and then if, if you kind of move in or you leave a bunch of stuff over there, it's like, it's still a pain in the ass because you don't have half your, you're just the back and forth is exhausting. It's yeah. fucking exhausting. And um, I think for that reason, it's a conversation that if you find yourself in this situation, you just have to have. Yeah. Yeah. I, my, my, well, my, um, I never lived with my boyfriend in, in Los Angeles. Um, we ended up when we moved to Nashville, we moved in together and um He lived like, I mean, it wasn't that far away, but depending on what hour of the day I drove there, like I could get there in 18 minutes on the weekend when there wasn't a ton of traffic, but on a normal night, it could take me an hour. Oh, mm -hmm. And that's just a lot of time, you know? Exhausting. Exhausting. Especially after work, you just want to go home. Yeah. 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 I get that. So I don't know that we really helped anything here, (laughs) but the truth is, is I don't know. Yeah, we're like, to you, Janine. <laughs> I just think it's one of those questions. There isn't a right or wrong. There's nothing that we could list out as like this is you know six months to this and a year to this. It really is based on each each relationship, and it differs relationship to relationship. So my biggest thing to say to you is just stay true to yourself and stay in touch with yourself and your wants and your needs. And hopefully, you're in a relationship where you can communicate that with your partner openly. Yeah. I mean, my I'm mother would tell you not to move in with somebody until you're married. So it depends on like how oh, this conservative. Is not you, yeah. It's mm-hmm. not it's like, we're not Emily post. We're not teaching <laughs> etiquette. Um, I, you know, I would much rather know that I'm about to make a mistake before Hell I'm married. Yeah. So um, I, I was just thinking, I don't think I want to get married before I live with somebody. You don't, you, you try clothes on before you leave the store. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I mean, it's so funny because my mother's like, you know, why buy the cow when the milk's free? And I'm like, yeah, but like, what if the milk is sour? Right. You know what I, I just mean? don't, it's- I don't think that I get what she's saying. And that's a very old mentality. Like it's a, it's an old programming thing. And I mean, that could work for a lot of people, but if it's truly a relationship that's meant to work, if they move in with you, it's not going to be like, oh, I got what I needed from them. Bye. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. You know, I agree. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to Jessica. She says thoughts on setting and sticking to boundaries in regards to having sex with someone new. I'm Mm. personally terrible at boundaries. So take it away. I I am too, Jessica. You have really had to go there. (laughs) Um, 
I mean, look, I am coming out of a dry spell, so I don't want any fucking boundaries when it comes to that. <laughs> 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 seriously, my have me now. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, just knock on the door. I'll do. I'll do whatever you want. Um, <laughs> oh don't even knock. Just come in. <laughs> you're um, like you're the pizza delivery guy. Do you want to have? Oh sex? yeah, yeah. Seriously, <laughs> what are you into? Um, no, I look. I think that. Um, every sexual encounter, sh- you should feel safe. And um, it, I, the, the sooner you start with boundaries, the easier they are to lay. Mm-hmm. So if it's not something that you're comfortable with, I think it's okay to be like, yo, I don't like, or this, this doesn't feel good. I think you can just say that like, hey, I don't really like that. Or um, I don't want to try that now. Um, I, it, I think it can work into the reverse too. Like if you have kinks, um, or like have fantasized about trying some things like, um, you might want to let that, those things out of the bag. I wouldn't do it on the first date, but like try to get to that. Like, if you feel like you're sexually compatible, you might want to get to them sooner than later. So that like someone doesn't think that, you know, um, you're into one thing. And then suddenly it's like the freak show comes out and they're like, <laughs> what the fuck was this? Um, but, uh, you know, I think that's also like, you can talk about those things without even doing them for a while. Um, I just, yeah, it's just about open communication, really. Yeah. Um, and I think the sooner the better. Okay. I do feel like the gay community is a little different than, mm-hmm. um, like, she's a girl writing and she's in a heterosexual situation. And like, I... I think the the well the gay men that I know are just a little looser and faster because because yeah. y'all just don't I don't know it's it's just fun and exciting and what you basically your description is like yeah let's go let's go pizza guy <laughs> so as a female <laughs> let me take this approach I um <laughs> I as an almost forty year old now ugh, that is so weird to say. But it's, I think that I am finally figuring out what I really want in a relationship. And, and I'm also to a place where I have a different level of confidence in myself. And this is like very new for me, but I'm kind of settling into, I know what I want and I'm like super unwilling to compromise it anymore. Um, and that goes with sex too. So for me, it's turned into like, I'm not really, I'm not interested in just hooking up with people that actually like does not interest me at all. But I want to be in a situation the next time I have sex that is like very safe, like you said, but also like, I just know I'm valued and I'm seen for who I am and all of those things first. And then to me, sex and is, is an extension of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so then it's like, I don't know. Then it is safe. And then it is like whatever it turns it, into. If it's I mean, it, it also makes it so much better. It makes it so much better and deeper. Yeah. yeah. And mentally. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, girl, we don't need the details. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I realized I used a really interesting word there for choice. Yeah. But yeah. So you're going you're gonna to make him work for it. I want to make um, him work for it because yeah. I think I'm worth it. You're, That's are you a, you're a born again virgin. Am I though? No, never. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I don't want to sound flippant about it either. Um, but I do, yeah, it's, uh, I think boundaries are good and bad, you know, like 
there's, you don't want to, I, I don't want to say the boundaries are bad because that's not true. Walls they can, can they be can bad. Seem, they can, yeah, walls seem bad. Um, so, you know, I think that um, you, you like, you, you're walking in with boundaries right now is what you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. this is my boundary. And it doesn't necessarily have to be communicated on your first date. Like, yo, buddy, you're not getting, <laughs> you're no. not getting into my pants, but that's a boundary that you have set for yourself. That is like, okay, this is my expectation. This is what I want. This is how I value myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I guess your answer would be to like, start to start to figure out what your boundaries are even before you're in the room with somebody. Right. Yeah. I think it's more about the relationship with yourself because then you're going to know really quickly with someone that's not, I'm not saying like, Oh God, you got to wait six months until you have sex, you know, or like this many dates till you have sex. I don't think that's how it works. I think it's more about a feeling and it's about the feeling that you get when you're around this person, knowing that you have the relationship with yourself that you have. And so if I have my boundaries right now and I go in with somebody and I'm like, wow, they're really hot and, you know, make me all excited. It's like, but, but in like in the past, maybe I would have acted on that versus like taking the time to, to ask myself the questions like, but how do I feel? Like, am I being authentically myself? Do I feel seen by this person? You know, and maybe I do on the first date. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, but it just. I just, yeah, I don't think it's like a number thing again. I think it's more about the boundaries that I would set would be boundaries within myself to know how I want to feel, how I want to be treated and how I want to be respected by the person that I'm giving myself to in that way. Yeah. Well, I also think too, it's like approaching something um, with that sort of intention, Mm. approaching sex with that sort of intention too. It's like, the one thing you can't control is whether or not it, the relationship is going to work out at that point, you know, it's, yeah. but at least you can feel good about, um, you know, your approach to it. If you have done it with the intention, um, to serve yourself best. Yeah. And if it doesn't totally. work out, then like, you don't feel like, well, fuck, I'm, I'm a whore that just fucked that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, there's you no know, walk you, of shame. You, right. Yeah. There's no shame in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, just a, an experience that added to your life story. Right, yeah. So that you, you wanted. So, yeah. Yeah. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code Velvet's Edge at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity 
for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Sarah, she says, 10 years into marriage and trying to reset sex expectations. Say sex expectations 10 times Sex expectations. Let's just make it word, one word. Oh, sex expectations. sex expectations. 10 years into... I mean, look, I'm not married, so I'm not really in the authority What's your longest that. relationship? I mean, it was like three years. Okay. I did a nine-year once. Yeah. Close. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I get what she's saying because it shifts and like definitely the lust has worn off. And, well, and we don't know if there's children involved. And, yeah. There's, if there's kids, there's jobs, there's life responsibilities, there's house, there's like all the bills, there's so much shit and who knows what they, like, each relationship has been through. And so it's definitely not this like fairy tale rom-com sitch anymore. It is, or just like hot, you know, whatever. But I do think that that setting the sex expectations about what's realistic is a good conversation. And also it's like maybe spice things up within that, you know, like add a little extra flair so that if it's happening once a week, it's really fucking fun. Right. Yeah. And I think you, I think it like, it could help to sort of revisit some of the things that you loved when you were younger. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like surprise your partner, you know, like, I mean, this could be a bad example, but like give him a blowjob while driving or have sex in the car. Like do things that like were exciting back then that like you might sound like might make you cringe a little bit to think Mm -hmm. about. But like, I do think that there are ways to like find excitement, make sex a little risky, you know, like um, I, I can't think of a good example, but like just yeah, I think it's, I think like that could be a fun way to um, spice things back up without it being like, you got to search for like weird toys or stuff that like is totally yeah. outside of your wheelhouse that would, you know, make you feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and I like, I also think too, it's like, um, you, it's probably just really important to talk about it. Like make sure that your partner knows that it's still important to you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, people, I can't remember if it was you I was talking about this with, but like people always are like, oh, I don't want to schedule sex, but life honestly gets so busy. And it's just like, 
maybe you schedule a date night and sex is right. a part of that. Right. But like, I just think, and then it's like, do something nice for each other or do something different than sitting on your couch, watching a show at night. Like, it spice things up that way. But like, if your life is that busy and especially if kids are involved, maybe you have to schedule it a little bit. And like, yeah. I think that's okay. I've actually had some sex therapists on here that have talked about that. And, and also they've said it can end up being really spicy because then that day, like start sending like naughty texts or something, right, you know? yeah. like make it really fun. And so then the buildup is there. Um, buy some new lingerie, like just do something that keeps it interesting. And like, that's what we do at the beginning of the relationship, you know? Totally, so like, yeah. don't just get so comfortable that you stop doing the fun stuff because that's why it's fucking fun. Well, and I think, you know, we did, we talked about on here, the scheduling, the sex thing. And like, to me, the idea of like every Tuesday at 7.30, we're fucking. Like, that sounds really boring. And that sounds like a lot like, of pressure. Yeah, totally. But if you're at work on a Thursday and you're like, I'm going to fuck the shit out of you tonight. You know, like, that is scheduling. That's also a way of scheduling sex. You know, like, yeah. you set an expectation that it like, it does. It makes the day hotter. You start to build the anticipation for it. Like. Um, or I want you to fuck the shit out of me tonight. Like, let's right. do this. Um, you know, I, that to me is also, that's a really sexy way of scheduling sex. I think like you set the expectation earlier in the day. Um, or you just say like, we're doing date night on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and that, that to me is not cringeworthy scheduling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you feel that way. I mean, I actually think like I've been in relationships before where we've had to set a date night because life was so hectic. And so every Tuesday was date night, you know? And so I think it can be like that, but I actually looked forward to it every week because it's like reconnecting with your partner. You can do fun activities together, hopefully without kids for a minute. And um, yeah, and sex is usually a part of that. And so I think it just makes it, it's fine. Cause at least you're like, okay, we're disconnected this weekend, but I know I have Tuesday coming up. And so then, then the anticipation really builds. Right. Um, Micah asked, did I miss your post about a breakup? Did you recently go through one trying to catch up? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, listen That's back. That's what we need to say about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, dating. Oh, how do you date in COVID age? It's so scary. Yeah. I mean, take your vitamins and just get back out there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Be vaccinated. Well, being vaccinated doesn't stop you from getting it clearly. It does does not. It does make your case. Yeah. It definitely makes your case. I'm hoping the CDC keeps these changes coming to where quarantine is not 800 days and it's five. Like it is. I mean, I hope it just starts. We start to operate like this is the flu, like everything else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that will hopefully, I feel like it's shifting that way. I don't know. Is that just me? Am I making no, it I, up? Is that my fantasy? No, I, I think you're like right. What turns you on? And I'm like, ooh, COVID <sighs> lowering the protocols of COVID. <laughs> so hot. So hey, I hear the CDC is going to send a new message on Saturday. Let's we, plan the fuck. <laughs> we um, always start talking about COVID in, in sexy voice. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, look, and it's COVID. like. Well, assuming that our listeners are in the U.S., I mean, it's like, shit, I'm in Ontario right now. They're on lockdown again. Like, there is real fear out there for people, depending on where they live. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, getting vaccinated will help 
um, alleviate some of the fear around all of this. But um, I think, you know, it's going to be a case by case basis based on, you know, how scared people are of this thing, because it is Mm -hmm. a scary, real thing. Um, I personally live in a city that has forgotten that COVID exists. (laughs) Um, So you guys know there's no COVID in in Tennessee. (laughs) Tennessee. Tennessee, I just went to Texas. Texas. Well, because I was just in Texas and I was like, oh, no COVID here. Interesting. Okay. I was at a 200 person conference and yeah, COVID didn't exist. Yeah. So it. it doesn't feel scary to me today. Um, you know, I just, I, I just hope that I expect the, the, the best out of humanity and I hope that people who are sick decide to stay home, even if they have a date scheduled. I love that you still expect the best of humanity after this. Cause I'm like, why? <laughs> I know. I'm just like Where are you getting your I'm information like, on that? I'm still a naive little kid from birds. Nest it's sweet. It's real yeah, cute. It's sweet. Like, yeah. Um, that just has not been my takeaway, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> do you want to talk more about COVID? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, he's so hot and <laughs> <laughs> We got to stop. Okay. Um, so that's, that was it for the questions that I picked. <laughs> we just wanted to go on on that note. <laughs> really go out with a COVID bang. A COVID bang. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone still listening? <laughs> I wish you could see how she's working this microphone, too. <laughs> it keeps falling over. Is I know. It's like hitting you in the chin. It looks, like, <laughs> it looks really inappropriate. I'm a hot mess today, I feel. I don't uh, feel like I'm on my best hosting behavior. <laughs> I think you look cute. Oh, gee, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> okay, so I just wanted to go into... So I got so much feedback from you guys about this sober curious journey I've been on. Chip, I'm on day 88. What do you think about wow, that? Wow. Congratulations. I, know. I only know that because I actually took the time to count before this podcast, which is great. It's like you just forget. For, for me, I have. And um, I feel amazing. And I'm still going strong with it. And I still plan to. But I did a whole podcast about how I just was taking a little break from drinking, I think. But I don't really know. Like, I'm, I'm just curious about what this would feel like to remove alcohol from my life. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, you can go check it out. I think it's called Sober Curious. It's definitely part of this New Beginnings Month because it is a new beginning for me. Yes, it is. Um, but I wanted to read some of the feedback that I got because there was a couple questions mixed into this. Uh, Sarah said to me, I don't drink and I haven't in about 10 years. The amount of people that make comments about it is insane. The first question is Why? I never had a bad relationship. It's just not a relationship I wanted at all. People can't wrap their head around it. I feel like people assume I was an alcoholic. So she's saying people come to her and she's like, oh, I don't drink or whatever. And they're like, why? Yeah. Allison says the same thing. Like our friend Allison who doesn't drink. Yeah. And Allison has never had a problem. with. She's just never been interested. And she's like, is the biggest party animal I know. Like she's always the last one to leave a party. Um, And she doesn't do anything. Like, yeah, she is no drugs, no alcohol. Yeah. She's just, it's just has never interested her, but yeah, she remarks all the time that like how obvious it is that it makes it's other people's discomfort with it. I she's like, same. she's like, I am perfectly comfortable being at a party with the drunkest people in the world. Mm-hmm. Everyone's smoking weed. Like she doesn't care. She's not right. judging anybody. She's just there to have fun. She's like, why the fuck are people judging me? Right. Like, I'm comfortable. You here. know what it is though. And I truly believe this. And I actually remember this from 
when I was drinking. Like I act like it was like so long ago. <laughs> Back when I used to drink. Back when I used to drink 88 days ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it just makes you uncomfortable if you're drinking and you're getting hammered because you realize there's sober eyes on you. And so mm-hmm. like, when everyone else is doing it, usually people are pretty on par with saying stupid shit or dancing around like a fool. It's what you're doing that you start to have to question if someone else is not doing right. it. Right. So it really has nothing to do with the sober person. And like, I feel the same. I still have been going out and going to dinners and I still want to go dance. Like it doesn't, it's not stopped me from doing the things that I want to do. We just went to the Bahamas and like, there was a lot of alcohol flowing Yeah, and it was fine. It's just like, I'm still having fun with my friends. And it's like, you guys are my friends because you're my friends, not because we just are drinking buddies. So the biggest thing it's made me question or think about is like, I really only want to be around people that when I'm not drinking, I want to actually be around. Right. I mean, that's yeah. a really good point. Like mm-hmm. I, th- I think if somebody is uncomfortable with the fact that you're sober, it's because it's like, it is a much deeper shame than I could even put my finger on. Like, well, it's something, yeah, you it's know, it's like, there's some weird shame that's going on. It's like, that's the dumbest. Why, why aren't you drinking? Yeah. It's not none of your fucking business because I don't want to. Right. Like, the I mean, why, I, yeah, exactly. The I why drink like, and there's has. I don't want to drink every day. Like mm-hmm. even when I'm with my friends, like sometimes I'm just like, you know what, I just want to water tonight. Like right. And if someone said why, I'd be like, because I want to fucking water. Right. It's just actually you- like I mean, there has to be some sort of response we can come up with to those kind of people who if they're like, why? Be like, why, why are you drinking? I mean, yeah, why are you drinking? Throw it back at them, I think. Yeah. That's the business. thing that this book I'm reading, um, Quit Like a Woman, talks about is just how normalized over drinking. It's like our culture is obsessed with drinking and advertising makes so much that people, companies make so much money on alcohol. And so it's just like constantly programmed into it. It's glamorized, it's sexualized, it's all the things. And so it's when someone says, professionalized, like, totally. let's grab a drink. Yes. So then it's like someone says, I'm not drinking and, um, people's what, what? And it's like, yeah. why is we should start saying back to them? Why is that your question? Like, yeah. who cares? Well, yeah. Why it's, are it's, you, why do you expect everyone to drink? That's the bigger issue. Well, I mean, it's, the programming starts at a young age too. It's like the cool kids in high school. Mm. I'm doing air quotes for those who aren't looking the cool kids in high school are generally the ones that like drink first. So it becomes a thing that cool people do. And then the people that were less inclined to drink in the first place, they drink to fit in. It's this uh-huh. weird programming thing that starts at a very young age. Yeah. And suddenly yeah. like, if you don't drink, you're not cool. And it mm-hmm. that carries on through life. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's not true. <laughs> right. I have noticed that there's certain situations where I just want to have a soda water and a lime in my hand more than others. And usually it has to do with, I just don't feel like dealing with people being like, oh, you're not drinking what? Or like, just, just, it's like literally to make other people more comfortable. It's weird. Right. I'll probably get over that though pretty soon. I do love to buy Allison and Ozul's. Like it's (laughs) one of my favorite things. Like I'll go like get a round of drinks at the bar and I'll be like, I got you a fake beer. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't even drink it. I, I just say, think it's it, funny. It's like, it's no, she like, doesn't want that shit. Yeah. Who wants so that? The devil's even good. Heineken has one called the double zero, right? 
I, I think, think so. Zero. Yeah. I see a lot of people drinking those these days. I don't know. Let's just make it a thing. There's all sorts of options out there these days. So yeah. Taylor said today's episode brings, she's talking about the sober curious episode. Today's episode brings so many feelings. First, you should listen to, <laughs> this is hilarious. First, uh, you should listen to the episode of You Need Therapy from Amy Brown's Podcast Next Network. I'm sure you know it. I do, Taylor, because I'm also on the network. <laughs> <laughs> Same network. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. It came out on March 8th, and it's called The Gray Area of Drinking. I'm very much like Chip. I can take or leave drinking. However, my husband is much like you. He was mindlessly drinking, not realizing it was suppressing so many emotions. He decided to be sober for an undecided amount of time, and he is coming on two years. That's awesome, by the way. That's great, yeah. Um, He says the same thing. He doesn't miss it, and it's crazy how much our culture survives off of drinking in every activity. That episode has really helped me understand him better and him to understand that he isn't an alcoholic. Thank you for talking about this. It will help a lot more people than you realize. I have two things to say. Uh Uh-huh. One, if anyone is listening and questioning drinking and has, you know, has a problem with alcohol or is an alcoholic or identifies as an alcoholic, I don't, there's no shame in that either. And that's, I want to be very clear about that. Like you are so worthy of all the things and whatever you have a drinking problem, go get help. It's, it's like, so there's steps to help you do this. And I don't want us to sit here and be like, he's not an alcoholic though. And that be the like message we're putting out, you know? Um, so if that is the case in your life, like the courageous thing is to go get help, I believe. And, um, it's a hard 
process for some, but like, it's okay too. And I just, I don't know. I do other 12 step work. So I just wanted to make sure I'm not like saying, well, I don't identify as an alcoholic in a shaming way to anyone, but I don't identify as an alcoholic. I do identify as other things. And so, you know, I'm doing the work around that to help myself have a more fulfilling life. But, um, that's why those programs are there and they're so helpful and you have so much support and so much understanding. And so let's take the shame out of it. Um, but I do think that the whole point again, being how much our culture puts around this drinking stuff. I kind of forgot the second thing I was going to say, <laughs> but it, it's just about like the, I think the more people just get honest with themselves and say like, yeah, I don't know what drinking is even bringing to my life. Like, do I even like it anymore? That was sort of how I felt. Like, it was just like, I don't know. What's the positive here? I just couldn't find it anymore. Right. Yeah. I, I think it's like, what to going back to the last question when we were talking about like the, the question, like, well, why aren't you drinking? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, more people need to ask exactly what you said, ask yourself, why are you, you? (laughs) um, you know, and I think it's because a lot of people just drink because it's time to drink, you know, Mm -hmm. um, we've been sold that, um, through advertising and just programming and, um, and that's fine. If you're choosing to drink because you have fun and you want to drink, like no judgment. Um, if you think that you have a problem, you should seek help because you probably do. Yeah, I'm um, gonna start saying to people, I just thought of it. Like what is it? Someone says to me, why? I'm just gonna say, well, what's your relationship with alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I swear to God, it will make every single person very uncomfortable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but stop asking me that damn question. Let me live my life. <laughs> yeah. Um sorry, I cut you off. Uh yeah, it's we're saying the same thing. So um and I forgot what I was saying anyway. So <laughs> we're nailing it today. We are nailing the it. Listener Maybe emails. I need a drink. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, so what's your relationship with alcohol? <laughs> oh, my relationship right now is that there is none to be had. So I, even if I wanted to drink, I couldn't have Canada one. Doesn't, Canada doesn't have alcohol. Well, you know, what's funny is the only store that is open in this hotel is the wine store. Mm, they know they're like, they know. we're back in lockdown. So right. Yeah. Everybody needs a bottle of wine, but, um, yeah. This comes from M. She said, okay, I see what you're saying a little bit because I, I want to say this too. I get so many messages from you guys that are so encouraging and inspiring and just like telling me your stories about something you heard that really helped you. And I relish in those. They make my day. They make everything that I do with this podcast worth it. Um, and it's so encouraging. It makes me want to keep going. And I feel sort of like a douchebag being like, oh, look at this person telling me how much I helped them. Like, you know, so I would never read them out loud, but I want you to know how much they mean to me. And I screenshot all of them. Every single one of them. I have a folder on my phone of just encouraging things. So when I have bad days or I'm like, is anyone even listening? You know, that kind of feeling. I go read those and I'm like, yes, this helped Susan, it didn't help Susan. Apparently. No, Susan just complained. <laughs> but like, it's, it makes it all worth it. Even if it was one person, it would make it worth it to me. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for those messages. They do not go lost or they're not lost on me at all. This one is like sort of like that. So I feel a little bit douchey being like, listen how much I am helping this person. <laughs> but I'm going to read this because I think she had more 
um, to say that I'm, I'm, the reason I wanted to read it, I remember now why I screenshot it. It's just like an encouragement of anyone who's considering the not drinking thing too, or just taking a break even. Always DM me if you have questions or it's hard or it's a hard day or you're like, what does this look like? And how do I do this on a day-to-day? Um, but also know that there are going to be people in your life who really do encourage you. And I think a lot of people now are just really leaning into how difficult that journey might be because of the way our culture operates around alcohol. And um, I don't know, I've just, I've gotten so much encouragement. You would die, Chip. It's crazy. It's just like hundreds of messages from people and so many messages from people who are saying, I've been doing this too, but thank you for being public about it and trying to normalize this because it's isolating, you know? So anyway, the message says, I just wanted to say how inspiring you are to many with your sober journey. And with each day comes another level of bravery and vulnerability, especially with the world watching and listening. You're so strong and you might not know, but you're another person's strength. Keep doing you for you. And I'm so excited to see all the amazing things that continue to unravel for you. Happy New Year's to you and your story. Cheers. So it was that one line that said, you're so strong and you might not know it, but you're another person's strength. So I just, I think it's really important that we just keep telling our stories, even our vulnerable ones, because people listening, like there's always someone affected by it in general in life. This isn't just for us, but we just have a bigger platform than, you know, some people might on a day to day. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's like even friend to friend level, like share what you're going through. Right. Talk to your friends. Yeah. Like, talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Like talk mm-hmm. to have a support system. Um, Isn't it you know, crazy how much that doesn't happen? Yeah. It's well, because uh, we're often so tied to the outcome of, well, if I say this to somebody, it's going to do this or they're going to react in this way. And it's like, no, fuck the outcome. Like what you need is the release often of like getting something off of your chest or um, taking a step forward, mm-hmm. whatever it is that you need and you're like taking a step toward it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be so freeing just to like take that step. Um, and, you know, I think like I've learned a lot about myself just by joining this podcast and really? um, sh- yeah, just sharing things like, you know, I've said things about myself on here that I don't know that I would have ever said. I mean, I know? definitely learned a lot about you on this podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's like, I, and, and this is like the, F, the the exercise of doing this is like taught me that sometimes just saying things about yourself is really freeing, and it's not going to be the end of the world. And Mm-mm. it's it's been pretty awesome. So. Before you um, know it, you could be sending voice notes to random strangers. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This comes from this girl's name is Jenny Garth. And I'm like, I love it. Oh my God. I, I just... hope it's her. I hope it's her. <laughs> she said, Sober Curious here. Hi, Kelly and Chip. I was so happy to see that today's podcast topic was Sober Curious. I began a 100 day alcohol free challenge at the end of November. I'm currently on day 44. Uh, this was actually a while ago that she sent this to me. So she's further than that now, but good for you, Jenny. That's awesome. But like you, Kelly, I don't know the number offhand anymore. It's just become my normal. I started drinking more during quarantine, like the rest of the world. But once my life began to get somewhat back to normal, my drinking did not return to normal. This is exactly what happened to me. I knew I needed to experience life without it, without it for a while. 
I was ready and I decided on a date to start and ended up kicking it off a day earlier than I planned. I have noticed that I'm much more focused. My skin looks so much better. I'm happier and my anxiety is gone. I had a few social gatherings over the past 44 days and I have not struggled to stay sober at them. You are right that other people's reactions are the issues, but I really think that it's more about them not wanting to think about their own drinking habits. I don't know what will happen over after these next one or after these 100 days I may pick up a drink or I may not but it may it made me see that life without it is pretty great and I'm really not missing anything bonus there's an app that tracks money and calories saved so far this is crazy I have saved $600 and over 2 sorry 26,000 calories now please open that alcohol free bar I really should jeez thanks for all the laughs and so glad you're she back she got some money to spend I mean right it's like yeah. this is what I'm telling you I literally lost five pounds which like on me is not really a good thing actually I've been trying to put it back on but I just stopping drinking wine I didn't realize I'm like oh my face is all of a sudden like a lot skinnier this is crazy it was like swollen from all the sugar um, the anxiety be, being gone is a huge thing. Like, I don't yeah. think we realize the ups and downs, like the toll that drinking puts on your emotional state, but it is a depressant and, and we just never talk about that. I mean, yeah. unless it's like when you're having a scary Sunday or something like that, but it's like, no, every time you drink, it really is contributing to that. And so people use it for this way to like, soothe their anxiety at the end of a hard day but it's like that's actually like not the right route if you actually want to soothe your anxiety because it's only going to exacerbate any issue you might have there yeah i do think it i mean it's been marketed that way though yeah unwind at the end of the day exactly um okay moving on from the drinking this comes from I can't see her name because I screenshot it and it didn't show her name. So we'll call her Katie. Um, oh, this one is from Katie. Okay. That's where I saw that. So <laughs> you just guessed it. I'm just a psychic. So basically I've been, oh, this is really sad. This message made me really upset. She said, Hey Kelly, do you have any advice on being treated badly by coworkers and how to deal with it? Any podcast on this topic, I treat others how I want to be treated and struggle when I'm threatened badly. And I was like, I can address on the podcast, but can you tell me more? And she said, so basically I've been through so much workplace bullying. I'm, I work in an early childhood preschool. I mean, how fucked up is that? Who's bullying her there? Right. right. Um, a ch early childhood preschool. And I have some terrible experiences that made me want to leave the industry forever. My anxiety got so much worse as a result and I became burnt out. I'm better now, but I still struggle when I speak professionally and respectfully, and the person either ignores me, is rude, or snaps, those kind of things, which can make it hard to get to the job done. Yesterday, I also felt like, why do I bother being so kind to everyone and going above and beyond when some people are just so rude back? It's like, I don't want to be so kind to people who aren't to me, but I also won't stoop to their level if you get what I, what I mean. What do I do? I think that you should keep being you like the world needs more people like you and um you cannot internalize the fact that these people are assholes it has mm -hmm. nothing to do with you and um i think you should continue to kill them with kindness and um you know i, I know it sounds like non-advice to be like 
well, don't let it bother you because it clearly does. But I think you need to remind yourself every day that you're a nice person Mm -hmm. who approaches life with kindness and um, what you're doing is, um, is good. And, um, and it's necessary in the world. So try not to let it affect you um, because it probably has literally nothing to do with you. And um, if someone is not in a position or a place in their life to accept your kindness, um, you know, keep giving it to them because they probably need it. Right. I mean, also, I'm just like, do they not have HR or some sort of like weird? Right. Why is this happening? I can't really understand why adults would behave that way. But also the one thing that I would definitely say is, you know how they always say the way someone treats you is a direct reflection of what's happening inside of them versus actually something with you. And so that's another thing to really remember. If someone is bullying you, bullying you at a preschool, I mean, what? This is crazy. But that's about them. It really is. And so I hate that it makes you, you know, have more anxiety than normal. And I can understand why, especially if you're spending so much time there each week, there are some podcasts I've put up about anxiety and then like tricks to get through anxiety, um, meditation podcasts. There's one with tap with Brad. He's an amazing, he helps you tap on certain parts of your body that help really solve your, soothe your body. Excuse me. Um, it's kind of similar to like an EMDR type therapy. And that could be a good way to start your day or maybe put some affirmations on your mirror and say them before you go to school every day until your brain starts to believe it. Um, but yeah. And also like maybe look for a new job. <laughs> yeah. Or, this doesn't or, sound like a way you want to spend your life. I, you know, if assuming that the, the, the person who's bullying you isn't the boss, I think you need to take it up with them because, you know, kids... Kids um, absorb what's going on around them. And, and if bullying is happening amongst the faculty of a preschool. Right. Um, teaching the kids. Yeah. What kind of lessons are being taught to the children? So if I were the owner or the manager or whatever, the person that sits at the top, um, I would want to know that that kind of stuff is going on because I wouldn't want those types of people working in my organization. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Yeah, so I think the best thing that I would say is just remember to always like never abandon yourself here and what you need to do for you to keep yourself in a healthy headspace before you go to work, during work, um, after work. Just take care of yourself. And yeah, we're here if you need us because that sounds hard. Yeah. I don't like it. Don't you spend like it so much it. time at work. God, it needs to be an environment where you feel safe. Also, I'm sitting here acting like it's crazy to be bullied as an adult, yet I was also bullied as an adult I, I, recently on national yeah. television. And it is crazy. But you know what? I've walked away from that really really learning is we can't control other people, especially their projection of what's happening internally for them onto us. I took it so personally and it hurts so much. And I was super fucking angry even for a really long time. And even recently I had a conversation. I didn't even tell you this. I had a conversation with one of the producers from Barry Cavallari and um, I got a lot of insight first of all, but also I just got a lot of peace because we kind of made amends with each other and Um, yeah, it was what I thought it was. And the best thing that I've ever gotten to and the like acceptance piece of what was happening was a direct reflection of the other person involved in my scenario. And that's what can you do about that? You can't do about that. So I didn't like the symptoms of that thing. And because of that, the relationship will never exist again. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really not personal a lot of times what people do. Yeah. And it's, I, I guess it's from the outside looking in and with some space between it happening and today, it's, you can look back on it or I can say like, um, yeah, you just can't buy into that, but it's right. happening to you, you know, it's happening oh, to you. God. And, yeah. and in that particular instance, like it was happening to you publicly. Right. So it was like, yeah, I think like truthfully, you were more worried about that, the perception, because you're like, this is what people are going to think of me. Well, but I think true. like it wasn't true. Yeah. So it's but I think like in those moments and it, this is such a a unique scenario because yeah, not everybody's not, like, dealing with like, Oh, my God, that happened to me. <laughs> but there is like, you know, like someone at work can be like, she's sleeping with everybody, you know, like mm-hmm. they can say things that are not true. I think that like, you have to know yourself and mm-hmm. not have to worry about what people are saying about you and how people are judging you and all of that shit. Like, mm-hmm. and I think as you get older um, and you experience more life, like you, you learn that. Um, yeah. Well, you but, just said that the, that I cared so much because um, of the perception and that it wasn't it's not true for me and it wasn't what happened at all. And so that was really difficult, but I think I can relate it back to our listeners email in the the way that 
I took it so personal because, you know, it was a nine-year relationship. It was a real friendship. It was a real friendship, and it really fucking hurt. Yeah. And so for me, personally, there was a lot of grieving involved. And so I don't know if you feel that coming home from school every day, but I feel for you because that is a tough part of this process. And it's a tough part of getting past what other people are saying to you or saying about you or all of those things. And so I think that it is important to feel those feelings as uncomfortable as they may be, or like, I didn't want to feel them because I didn't want to be dealing with that. And it was very frustrating. Um, but it's important. I mean, there was multiple days I got in my backyard and beat the shit out of an old trash can with a bat because <laughs> I was so mad, <laughs> you know, or like I started boxing. It's like there's all these things that I've done to get these feelings out of my body. And I think that's a really important part of this process. And what's happened for me now is um, I've run into some other people from that situation. And I just don't it doesn't affect me the same way. Like, it's not like I'm like thrilled about it. But I don't. It doesn't have this power over me to make me crumble the way it, yeah. it would have in the past. And um, I just think you have to get to acceptance within yourself and stop looking for it from those kind of people because they're just not capable at all. Right. right. Okay. Last one. This one comes from Anna, and she said, "Mine's too long to type, but I'm going to keep it real with you. I legit have sex and dating anxiety because the last I dated, the last guy I dated and had sex with." I didn't really care for him that much, LOL. And I hated every time we had sex. It's a weird feeling, kind of hard to explain, I guess. So now I'm scared to fall into that situation again. So I said, can I ask some questions? She said, yes. Were y'all in a relationship or just casual sex? She said, in a relationship for a little over a year. Okay, I said, this is interesting. Let me think on it. We'll address on the podcast. She said, I've never felt like this before. It was just so weird. Um, I said, how did it end? And she said, I think I realized I liked the idea of him and what he could be and not, not actually him. I thought sex would get better and was also confused that there was something wrong with me. I sound like an asshole. I felt bad for like a week after we break up, broke up. But then I remembered what a douchebag asshole he was. And then I I was mad at myself that I stayed with him for so long. I just am scared to make the mistake again. Yeah. <laughs> you can't answer yeah. <laughs> She's looking for advice here, bud. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna let you take this one. Why? Um, you think this is right up my alley? Shots fired. Yeah. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> well, I think I, I well, a little bit, but I don't think it's shots fired. Um all right, I'll take it. God, you we can't. We it. can't sit here in silence. It's the do 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 do. I when I read that email the first time, or sorry, it was a DM. I um, immediately thought of times in my life where I've self abandoned, and to me, if I'm not in myself and I'm just doing something for the sake of doing it because I feel like I should, or because the other person wants to, I especially sex. I can't connect either and I don't like it, you know? And so I think as women, there is a huge pressure to do that. Unfortunately, like it's subconscious. I don't think we know we're doing it, but there's a lot of programming around like, just go be the good wife or the good girlfriend, or this is what we do, you know? And I'm obviously just starting to break out of that mentality myself. Like, it's just like, no, it's not. 
No, it's not. We deserve to have the same kind of happiness as anyone. And that programming needs to die. So I just hear a lot of that in here. It's just like, well, we were dating for a year, so I thought I had to. Or I kept having sex with them, but I didn't like it, you know? And it's like, instead of us saying to ourselves, huh, my body is just like not responding well. I don't like this. We're sort of like stuffed that feeling down and we let our minds take over and we're like, but I should like this. So I'm going to do it. The funny thing I thought was that at the end of it, she says, I walked away and after a week of being sad, I remembered what a douchebag asshole he was. And I'm like, so of course you didn't want to have sex with them. Right. Who wants to date a douchebag douchebag asshole? Yeah. I mean, I, it's, I think a lot of us um, find ourselves in situations that go on well past their expiration date, you know, mm-hmm. and it can be scary because like when you end a relationship with somebody, it's, it can change a lot of things in your life. You know, it changes your schedule, your habits. It might change where you live. If you're living together, like there, are, there can be a domino effect to um, finally sort of, uh, accepting the truth of you not being happy in a situation. Mm -hmm. And it is really scary. I mean, my, my last relationship, like I, um, I couldn't put my finger on why I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it wasn't abusive. We weren't fighting like, but I just wasn't happy. And, um, and I let it drag on for longer than it should have. And it, I would, I think there was also fear of like hurting him. Um, because I really, that's hurtful to say. I know, I know. Like I, um, I realized it was self, I knew it was selfish. Um, I just couldn't put my finger on it, you know? So Mm -hmm. even when we finally got to the breakup portion, um, (laughs) the like act of breaking up, like I didn't know what to say. Like, you know, I felt like a coward. Um, and, um, but the truth was I just wasn't into it. Like mm-hmm. I'd fallen out of love and it's like, what a mean thing to say to some, like, it's just such a hurtful thing to say to somebody, but it's, it was even worse. Like having him every day feel like walking on eggshells around me and like, mm-hmm. what is going on here? And, um, and there was, you know, there was, I you can love a human without being in love with them, you know? And it's, um, the literally the last thing you want to do is have sex with somebody when you're in, well, like when you're in that position, like right. you're just like, because it's, you're, you're mad at yourself. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, obviously my situation was different because he wasn't a douchebag, right? you know, like, but, um, I do think probably there were similarities because, I was scared of what my life was going to become because I had gotten used to this being my life. So I think that like people find themselves in that situation a lot. Like even when there's like abuse and things like, like you're just scared of change. And um, in in those situations, I think it's always best just to um, um, choose yourself. Like, I know it feels really selfish and, um, but you have, you feel so much better once you choose yourself. I agree with that. So yeah. S- stop self-abandoning and choose yourself. And the way I think you avoid it in the next relationship is to know what you want. So make the list. Like, you know, something that's so interesting about me. I, what? 
you know, I do all this work, right? Like I'm, I love, let me say, let me take that back. I see so much value in therapy and spiritual work and connection and, you know, healing old traumas and growing as a person through that stuff. Like I'm constantly reading books and trying different kinds of help and all that stuff. And do you know, it was never on my list in a partner until now. That they go to therapy? No, that they are on a spiritual journey of their own. Right. Literally. Why the fuck is that not at the top of my list? It's literally probably the most important thing to me in my own life. And I have not had enough self-awareness about that being as important to me as it was or is until now. Yeah. I just find it's that interesting. so interesting. It, it is interesting, but I like, but we also hear things like opposites attract, like don't date yourself. Like mm-hmm. there's those things that like you're hearing too, that like play into that. Like it's, well, I don't I just, know that honestly, I, I think it was more like, I just wasn't being honest with myself or I wasn't, I think I was scared it didn't exist. And so I got scared to, to even write it down or ask for it. Right. Right. And the thing or, about opposites attract this, this lady I follow, Amy Chan, she's also been on the podcast. She's like the breakup boot camp expert. She actually posted something about that today, oddly, which is funny that you said funny. it, but she said, we're told that, but actually in most successful marriages, the people have very similar values. They have very similar in- or they have similar interests of some sort. And they even are like the same level of attractiveness. Like, right. You know, that's actually or attractiveness, attractiveness. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, because then, so that actually isn't opposites. I mean, obviously there's going to be things you're not completely aligned on or whatever, but I think it really is important to really ask yourself, like, what are your core values and what are the things that you just like, you're non-negotiables, you know? And not stray away from that. I know anytime I've done that in my life, the relationship explodes. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I think you can look back on any of the relationships in your life that didn't work and probably go back to the first week mm-hmm. and identify a lot of the red flags where you're like, well, I knew this wasn't going to work, but like totally. the sex was great or, you know, not that you were having sex in the first week, but, um, <laughs> how do you know it wasn't? Maybe this is the new um, me. Yeah. The new you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, oh yeah. Give me hot. <laughs> um, Hey, tonight after work, we're going to talk about COVID. COVID testing. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to give you a PCR when we get up. Oh my um, God. Talk dirty uh, to me. <laughs> <laughs> nasal swabs. <laughs> you really get up in there. <laughs> Negative result. Um, anyway, <laughs> I'm sure like you can look back on things, most relationships that ended poorly and be like, oh, well, shit, all the signs were there. I mm-hmm. saw them and I chose to fucking step right over them. Because of the shoulds. Like we should because, yeah. all over ourselves. Right, right. Because most of us, are, we're also programmed that we have to be in fucking relationships. Right. You know, like, I, it's, it starts as a child. It's like fucking princesses, Barbie and Ken. Like mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's why, Disney why, movies. yeah. Why, why isn't there a Disney movie about loving yourself? Right. I think they're starting to make that transition. I heard because they've gotten so much shit about the toxic kind of relationships they're pitching to kids. Yeah. Like the woman comes and gets rescued and it's like, then her life is 
great and whatever. I'm like, that's a recipe for love addiction. Whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this shiny night on Disney's a white horse. Disney just got canceled. Yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Disney better come with some self-love ASAP or they're seriously. like totally canceled. Anyway, I think it all goes back to to know what you want yourself and not to be scared. Like it does exist. I actually have finally hit this point where I'm like, every single kind of thing that any person could want exists. There, this is a whole world of people and it's out there. And it's just like, go put yourself in these situations where you're around people with that are like-minded, you know, or um, you're not like just going after the same, like if I keep going after random guys in Nashville or whatever for the rest of my life, I may not find what I want. Right. But if I keep I think putting, you have to get specific too. It's yeah, like, I gotta get you can't specific. be like, I love music. And right. go to Bridgestone Arena and be like, oh, right. I met this guy at a concert. No, but I mean, I, I told you I went to this conference this weekend and I was shocked thinking it was going to be all women there to work on their feminine energy. And there was a ton of single men who had come on their own. And I was just like, oh, these people do exist. You know, yeah. I'm not ready to date yet, but like they're out there. But and how many did you fuck? <laughs> only two okay i'm just kidding i'm kidding mom that did not happen um but it was just for me it was a really good practice of seeing that what i want is actually out there and i just have to start opening my eyes to that and accepting that and and not being scared of what my true my true wants in a relationship are i think only, i've been really scared only you can make you happy you know it's yeah it's only you can make you happy. And it's, I do think, I think a relationship can enhance. I, mean, I, I, absolute, I absolutely right agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that relationship is going to be easier to find and easier to um, uh, foster once you're happy. Mm, yeah. With yourself, you know? Totally. It's like, I do agree with that. You have to have the courage to say, this is, you know, make your list. This is what I want. This is what's going to make me happy. This is what I know is going to make me happy. And I don't care how people feel about it. Like this is my boundary. Like we were talking yeah. about earlier. Yeah. yeah. I'm starting to learn all of these things a little late to the game. Well, it's better late than never. <laughs> totally. Actually, like, am I late to the game? No, everyone's on a different journey, you know? It's yeah. Fuck it. I'm right on time. Your timeline. You are okay. right on time. Oh, cr- Okay. And on that note, (laughs) um, when you guys, I hope we've answered your questions by the way. Oh, you know what else I want to say is we get, I get more DMS about this stuff than people emailing. And if you have a longer story, don't be afraid to email the edge at the velvet. (laughs) If I could get the email right there, I probably have the edge at velvet's edge.com. Um, because I do check it, I promise. And I think sometimes the long DMS can be hard for everybody. So (laughs) Send them to the email if you have a lot of questions or if you have a lot of thoughts you want to share with us. Um, it's the edge at velvetsedge.com. My Instagram is at velvetsedge. Chip? Mine is at Chip Dorsch, which is C-H-I-P-D-O-R-S-C-H. Speaking of DMs, I get DMs referencing you all the time and the P is capital. Always it's like C-H-I capital P. I'm so glad I noticed that one day that you did that. I know. Wow. Um, All right. Well, when you guys are going into your weekend and it's freezing fucking cold here, so I don't know how it is around the rest of the country, but I am in fucking Niagara Falls. I don't want to hear what cold is. Fine. It's cold to me. I'm from Louisiana. Okay. Um, (laughs) I can't survive in Canada. 
Uh, when you're going into your weekend, I hope you're staying warm. I hope that you're living your best life. And I hope that you always remember to as casual. You know what I forgot to say? I hope you're living on the edge. Well, I thought I did it so well. I flowed better. The flow was there. Live on the edge and always remember to act casual. I'm never going to get it right. Let's all just accept it. Okay. That's (laughs) the fun part of saying it. All right. All right. Bye. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride The first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home.